Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Why pay more for a separate CoQ10 supplement? Enjoy twice the benefits with Superbeats Heart Choose Advanced. From the number one doctor, pharmacist, and cardiologist recommended beet brand for heart health support, the new Superbeats Heart Choose Advanced by Human is now infused with CoQ10. That's essentially like getting CoQ10 for free. Our powerful blend of beetroot, grapeseed extract, and CoQ10 ingredients support nitric oxide production healthy blood pressure, healthy CoQ10 levels, and heart-healthy energy with two tasty chews a day. Plus, Superbeats Heart Chews Advance are plant-based, so you get heart-healthy energy without stimulants. For a limited time, get a free 30-day supply of Superbeats Heart Chews on all bundles and 15% off your first order by going to RadioBeats.com and using promo code DEAL. That's RadioBeats.com, code DEAL. We are live. We are up. Jasper's in the house. What's going on, brother? Appreciate you being here. Yeah, man. Appreciate you having me. I'm glad we were able to make this work out. Yeah, man. So, and I guess just to give everyone a quick rundown, you help people think and feel about money better, I guess. Is that is that a good way to say it? Or help them know more about it? I don't know. I'll say think, think and feel different. I mean, that that's the key. We all got some thoughts and feelings, emotions connected to money. And so when I do talks, I'm like, if I can just change what you think and feel, I'm winning. It doesn't matter what I'm talking about that day, but so many people have, it's all like their mind is already made up before I open up my mouth. And I'm like, Hey, Uh. you know, I, I know you think a certain way. Maybe I can shed some light on some things. Maybe I can debunk some myths and then I couple that with the emotions. So I always talk about the feelings, right? Cause we, we feel a certain way. Like money's emotional. Like you do a lot of things sometimes because of money or people talk about financial trauma or my parents didn't do that. Or my parents did do this. I mean, you, you have some life experience. You, you have some feelings towards money. A lot of people's is more on the negative side, more so than the positive side. Really? I never would have thought that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> It's scary. It's scary. it's scary, man. Just to hear, and you're, you're talking like, I meet people who are quote unquote highly educated, sure. you know, good paying jobs, you know, successful business owners, and they're still just afraid sometimes to have this. I call it the real conversation about money, not the fake one, not the surface level. Like let's let's peel back some of those layers, 
Because once we do that, I, I think that's where that's where all the growth happens, right? Just in our professional lives, if you stay in your comfort zone, you will not ever grow. You will not make the money you deserve to be making. You got to take some risks. You got to be a little courageous. You got to maybe get vulnerable. Mm, I mean, true. I'm not a, I'm not a therapist, Chris, but some days <laughs> I play financial therapist and I just like sit back and, and relax and, you know, hey, tell me where it hurts, Chris. OK, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. let's unpack that, Chris. Tell me more about. Oh, OK. How did that make you feel? <laughs> <laughs> Love it, man. So, you know, you said earlier that people already have their mind usually made up. And is that just because of what information? Oh, you still here? Yeah, I'm saying. Oh, yeah. Okay, I may froze yeah. up on. But uh, <laughs> so again, you said earlier people usually have their mind already made up about stuff. And yeah. is that because they've already had some misinformation or you know, they've already heard like a far as far as like, you know, or took a maybe a what am I trying to say? Something in the past that affected their like emotions and that's the reason like I'm not going to listen to this guy. I already know what I'm going to do. I don't oh, yeah. I already I'm smart enough to handle my own money. It, it's all all of it all all of that you just said like it's okay. all of those and and some for some people it's one or it's all it's the entire list you just said like i'm so smart that i can figure it out on my own sure and i'm like great there's some things you should do on your own there, there's things that i want to encourage my clients to do is yeah i can't do it i can't do everything for you so yeah i want to empower you to do some things sure but it's also just the Bad information, man. Bad information travels. I mean, it travels so quickly. And then not only does it travel quickly, it goes very deep into the fabric of a lot of families in this country. So like your grandmother believes a certain thing. And, and then, you know, sure. your father, because that's his mom, believes in a certain thing. And now you believe it. Now you tell your kids that. And nobody ever said, hey, Chris, you know, that's that's not right. But my grandmama told me, <laughs> and if people... And that's where the emotions come out, right? Now, now oh. we're we're challenging something that somebody has told us, which you thought was the truth, which ended up being totally false. And so there's a lot of bad information. And I think one of the biggest culprits when we talk about bad information, our credit system, my God, the stuff people have told me about what credit is and what it isn't. Oh no. And I'm like, this is why we're still struggling as a society to understand. Oh, no. Like credit is, I look at it as one of these basic fundamental things we should have probably learned maybe in high school. I would agree. I would agree with that. But people, I mean, you're talking, I got, again, people in their 30s, 40s, even 50s, and they're like, oh, I never knew that about credit. And I'm like, what? 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 <laughs> oh, man. So, so I've learned, you know, it's been tough over the years to, like, you can look at my face and kind of know what I'm thinking. And I've had to learn like in client meetings or in workshops, you hear something that's just like, this is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard, oh, no. but I got to keep my face straight because sure. <laughs> I'm a professional. Sure. And, and it's one of those like, Hey, can we talk offline? Can we talk after the set? Like, I just want to do a little one-on-one -on -one with you because I'm like, Hey, just, you said something that resonated that I think needs to change, but I'm not fighting you on this. And I always have to come like, I'm not fighting you on this. You're an adult. But newsflash, it's not right. Like you're, <laughs> and, and it's hard to kind of tiptoe that line of offending somebody versus I trying to kind of empower them and encourage them to seek more information. 
Well, let's take it back a little bit, though, and just that what motivated you to start going down this road of finance and learn X, Y, and Z? And just was this something, you know, like through family or just something that through life experiences, you're just like, hey, I want to check this out, see what it's about. Honestly, I wanted to get a job after college and I ended up at a financial firm and just was immersed in that space of this looks interesting. And then you quickly realize that. In financial services, it isn't heavily dominated by people with my skin complexion. Mm. So that was kind of this like, hmm, I'm a little curious. And so I would ask questions. Sure. And, you know, I was fortunate enough to have a manager who was a, a black woman and I was fresh out of college. So I was like, hey, what, what's, what's the game really like? Like, I need to know because I've read it in books and I think academia has its take on how things should go. And then there's like real life experience. Sure. And so I was kind of just, honest and trained, like, I need to know these answers so I'll know how to maneuver throughout my career. And then it became just this, this ever, like, this, this feeling of like, this everlasting curiosity. Like, even to this day, I'm just curious about all these different things, which is why I've stayed in the industry for a little over 15 years now. I just can't, I can't find anything else to do that will keep my attention. And then I look at the numbers of people who still struggle financially, there's an incredible opportunity. So I felt like, okay, I still got a lot to learn, but then there are still a lot more people that need help. And maybe, just maybe, I can be one of those people. Maybe, maybe. Nice. Don't know, but I'm, I'm going to try my best. Nice. I mean, was that ever intimidating for you when you were going out of college? Like, you know, you just said, like, because of your skin, where you were just like, hey, this is not probably my world, but I still want to go ahead and jump in here and see what happens. And Oh, yeah. Intimidated I, I was, at all or what? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I... I'll never forget. So as a young financial planner, like I have a beard right now. I used to try to grow a beard just so I would look older. Like I, I don't look old. I, I'm just getting like some gray in my beard, a few gray hairs. And I was like, you know, I don't look old. So who am I to be giving advice to somebody in their 40s, 50s, 60s? Right. It just uh, sure. oh, I, I, I would butcher meetings left and right of trying to appear educated and smart, which I was. But I wasn't coming off as like a, a very kind of genuine type of advisor. I was more of like, I'm selling stuff and you could smell sales on me. Like it was easy to like, here's a sales guy versus let's just have a conversation. I already know I know more than you because this is what I do every day. Sure. But I would go into these meetings and I didn't have that confidence in my early. I mean, I started when I was 23. So I would walk into a room with, with somebody twice my age and it was just like oh god i i don't doubt uh, it i haven't haven't lived through enough market downturns i haven't lived through enough recessions so they've had the lived experience and here i come with like oh i've taken some tests i can sell you stuff (laughs) and and for the longest time chris it was it was a challenge until i was doing some volunteer work one day and this lady happened to be a life coach and i was like what do y'all do and so she started asking me, it's like, she literally just started asking me questions. And she was like, no, do you feel intimidated when you're talking to people older than you? And I was like, mm. oh my God, yes. <laughs> and she said, how do you know that you're an expert? And I was like, I don't know. I don't carry a card that says expert in this field. Uh. And she said, you tell yourself you're the expert. That's it. That's true. You, she's like, Jasper, you've taken the test. You do this every day, not just Monday through Friday. Like you do this every single day of your life. You think about how to help people with their financial plans. 
Sometimes it's, insur- it's an insurance conversation. Sometimes it's an investment conversation. Sometimes it's about credit, about debt, about retirement. But you have done the training. Most people haven't done a smidget of what you've done just through your training pro- programs. So if you tell yourself and believe that you are the expert, you will walk into those meetings a lot more confident. And so I did, Chris. I mean, it was like a light bulb goes off and I'm like, yo, I got this. And I gradually would go into meetings and I understood that, yeah, they're going to know some things more than me. They may specialize in certain areas, but I, I think about the entire plan, not just the one thing that they may be an expert in or may feel like they have a, a one up on me. And I, I never took it personal. It was just, I got to find out what they do know so I can talk about everything they don't know. So don't try to challenge them and, and go to battle. Just say, hey, Chris, you know what? You're you right. I think you, I think you got this thing that nailed down solid. So here's some other areas that I want to draw your attention to. How, how do you feel? Like, what's your, what's your level of confidence in these other areas? Because you got that one good. Right. And it's, it took time to be able to say that and to add that as a part of my process. Yeah, I was talking to somebody on another one of my podcasts and kind of what you just said about the life coach telling you that you are an expert. And just for the example I'll use, you know, so the audience knows too, that, you know, you and I were talking about VT football before we started recording. And and I don't know if Mike Vick is the best person to say this with, but like I said, I'll use him as an example, but, (laughs) (laughs) but great athletes, so to speak, and just people who, like you said, like, you know, are not really thinking the way they should be, but most people, I guess, think like, okay, I'm going to win this game no matter what. And that means there's only going to be one outcome that way. And they tell themselves that, hey, I'm going to win. I'm going to be great. You know, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z, and boom, we're done. But then if they start doubting themselves, then all of a sudden now there's going to be at least two outcomes or three outcomes towards whatever's going to happen at the end of the game or the meeting or whatever you want to say. So a lot of like, you know, a lot of this stuff comes down to, you know, what you're telling yourself day in and day out and how you present yourself and just the mindset of it all. And that's, you know, a couple of things I've had to learn these past few years, just besides, you know, self-doubt and, you know, go in there with it, the, you know, to spin that around a little bit and it makes a world of difference. And and I'm glad you just used that story that you just said, because it's like, damn, here we go, bro. Now we're talking, man. And even though, you know, you may not win everything, but you, like you said, you pick your battles and yeah. that was cool. That was cool. Man. Yeah. And, and that just comes with time. You know, I think as a, you know, as a, a highly educated guy, I just, I already kind of had that confidence. And so when that confidence gets tested, you really have to kind of do that reassessment of, okay, how good am I? Mm. And are you going to lay down and, and, and just do, you know, not fight? Nice. I mean, you, you attacked my ego. Like I, I thought I was hot stuff and I was like, bam, Jasper, you're not. So take a step back, dust yourself off and you come back new and improved. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of people probably would, and I'm, and I'm generally speaking, of course, I maybe I shouldn't yeah. say a lot, but a lot of people would just let them get beat down by that, you know, and yeah. just say, well, this is not for me. And, but you rose up to the challenge and I love people like that who do that. Yeah. And they do. I mean, especially with a lot of the financial stuff. I mean, that's what happens. I had such a bad experience that I don't do it anymore. Or I've heard a story about somebody close to me who's gone through that experience. So therefore that story has scared me enough to not move forward. Sure. It, it's again, some people don't even experience these things and yet they have this fear. And the, and the, the story I like to share is like, it's people who are afraid of needles, but have never had any traumatic experience from needles, but they've seen movies where the needle is like 17 yep. feet long, or, you know, they heard a story about, Oh, I was getting my shots. And it's like, have you ever had a needle issue? 
oh no, I just what? Oh, you saw it on a movie? You saw you uh, saw your dog or your cat get a shot at the yeah. bat. But it, it we internalize that stuff, and it's crazy how this plays on our psyche. But that kind of stuff comes out in other facets of our lives. I agree. Yeah, people are their own worst enemy, and just that, like I said, you know, somebody told me once this. You know, resonated me with a whole lot, or resonated with me a lot. That you talk to yourself the most out of any other person in the world. Yeah. So whatever you're telling yourself, kind of what we just said, it was just like. And when they told me that, I was like, "Damn, you're right." You know, just like the whatever's going inside my head, and I'm not actually externalizing to other people. It's just completely, yep. you know, black and white, and just that. Wow, you know, I might be saying you know, I'm confident and, or, you know, I can do X, Y, and Z and I'll go, you know, be a Michael Vick or whatever. But then on the inside, if I'm really just telling myself that now nah, you, you're not an expert or you're, Hey man, this ain't going to work out. You shouldn't even try and stuff that it just, yeah. like you said, with the side key, man, yeah. it just does wonders that you would not even think about, or I didn't think about it anyway. Yeah. I mean, honestly, the goal is always wherever you're lacking, let me try to pick up the slack for you until you get to a level where maybe you don't need me as much. So maybe it was, you know, we're doing a lot more handholding type of things up front initially because getting started tends to be the toughest challenge to most people. When you talk about money, it's just, where do I start? Sure. Well, you start where you are, right? You, you do an assessment of where you are today. That's how you move forward. See, a lot of people just start running. But you never warmed up. You didn't stretch. You got the wrong shoes on. You have the wrong. Pl- I mean, you just start running. Look, look, you're going to fall out. Your feet yeah. going to start hurting. Like something's going to happen because you skipped a step or two or three or four. And I see that happen a lot with, especially with, I'll probably say the pandemic with investing. I mean, my God, everybody thought they could be a day trader because you were. <sighs> Oh, sorry. I mean, I thought that's what you were going to say. My bad. You struck a nerve, but yeah, the whole mean stock My bad. Ep- I epidemic. Like it, it was such a Jasper. I, I've got time to do my own research. And I was like, you know, we're not going to be trapped at home forever. So is what you're doing actually going to be sustainable when you start like getting back out in the world again? And what it's shown is that the people who some people got lucky and there's always that element sure. of luck when you when you're doing the right things. But for most people, you just said, oh, I can I can do it by myself. You, you sure? Okay. Let, let's let's talk in like five years and let's see, let's see how things are going. And, and yes, I yeah, I want to be proven wrong just so I know that you actually are following through. Mm. Because a lot of people tell me they'll do it on their own. But when I follow up, it's crickets. I bet. And so when you don't respond back, you've given me your answer. Because look, think of it this way. If you know anybody who's lost a substantial amount of weight, oh, they are always out trying to take pictures, got new clothes, going on trips, going to the beach. I mean, it's they trying to show off their new look. If you don't push that weight, you don't hear from them, right? It's right. you don't want to give them the report. See, and I think that's the the issue with a lot of things in our lives is that all we see is I got a problem and then you see success. And it's that, it, what the hell did you do in between? So you're showing the world you lost the weight, but it was not easy. You had to eat right. You had to sleep. You had to drink your water. You had to focus on your diet. Of course. You know, some people have surgery. Like, I don't care how you got it done, but stop just skipping the, the journey. Exactly. And that's, that's where I try to fall in line with my clients or prospective clients is 
where is Mr. Bill Wealth going to help you along this journey? I don't know what financial success looks like to you, means to you, what goals you set, but maybe I can help with some small thing or a couple of things that will help you along this journey. If, if I'm the one you so choose to work with, because you got options. Yeah. You know, I mean, and, and to your point that, and I don't know a lot about finance and that's the reason I've get people on here who know like yourself, people about finance, so I can dabble into it and try to get a better grasp for it. But I, yeah. in my lifetime, that or the most recent times, like we were talking about game, or I said something about GameStop that I think that's where people said that, or think they could do stuff like this on their own. And, and it will get like directly into which finance parts you're in. But, you know, people saw that, like, what was the, what was that guy's name? Like something kitty or something, but it, but anyway, yeah. he, you know, he made what millions of dollars from GameStop, right? Cause it went up and, you know, he didn't sell and they shorted or whatever it was. I don't even know all those aspects of it, but you know, people, cause I remember being in, you know, I was on the gym that day or at work, but everyone coming around, I was like, Oh, you see this, what's going on with GameStop or whatever. And I was like, you know, I don't, I didn't know anything about the stock market besides, you know, I have a couple of family members who helped me out with a couple of things, but other than that, I was like, I don't know. What are you talking about? You know, right. Right. And like, man, this, you know, people are millionaires, right. A bunch of people are millionaires, all the uh, major banks and are, are pissed off about it and all this stuff. <laughs> anyway, but I think people got into their heads like, Oh, you know, buy low, sell high. I can do that. Right. I'll just go ahead and start buying these stocks and, you know, like AMC and, uh, obviously GameStop. And then there was a couple other uh, meme stocks mm-hmm. like you said, but it was like, man, and that's what, you know, like you said, people would jump in and then all of a sudden they're thinking, yeah, you know, I put in, you know, a thousand dollars on whatever. And then all of a sudden, maybe not even a month later, it could be like, you know, a week. They're like, Hey, how's that going? You don't, you don't hear nothing crickets. Like you said, bro. Yes. So if anybody's open to it, I mean, there's a great documentary on Netflix that talks about the GameStop saga it's incredible. And, and again, I, me being in the end, I think it's called Eat the Rich, the GameStop Saga. Yeah. I would recommend everybody watch that, whether you, you know, everybody should watch it just okay. because it helps to explain what happened, which again, once I was hip to it, I was like, oh, this is crazy, but I know how this is going to end for the uneducated novice investor. I know how it's going to end. Because when anything runs up, your mind says, stay. It's like saying, I, I can get more, I can get more. So it's right. So uh, you don't know when the top will be, but you want to keep watching and you want to stay in. Yeah. And you got to figure out, do I stay completely in, get completely out, take half off? You know, just there, there are moves you should have made within that time frame that if you have an advisor who's actually like helping you with trading or a coach or whomever, they would have said, look, this ain't going to, this is not sustainable, like sure. literally. So I lucked out and I had a share of GameStop. So when it started happening, something told me to go check one of my accounts. And I was like, let me go check. Sure enough, I had a share. Uh, I sold out just under like one share. I was on Robinhood app at the time. Like I literally got the share in 2019 when it was trading for nothing. So I was like, GameStop, it's a done deal. Right. I didn't care about it. It was in a larger portfolio that I had. And then when it runs up, I said, my God, I mean, I I cashed out. I think it was like four, four eighty nine. I didn't even wait. I said, why wait to watch this crash happen? Sure. So some people may have been like me and just said, I'm a book my winnings. I I had one share, Chris. (laughs) (laughs) So I was like, I just made a whole bunch of I made. Like 400, almost 500 bucks. I was going to say. 
within an hour because I happened to get alerted about all the the media. Yeah, I said I'm not waiting. I don't a lot of people waited. Yeah, a lot of people waited, held on. Some people sold out a little bit. Some people sold and made a lot of money, became millionaires overnight, and then other people just watched it tank. And so they may have sold out on the downturn, mm-hmm. but they still had they just sold out as it was going. They would they would have felt they would have felt better. So I'm talking about those fit. You thought it was going to keep going up. You thought it was going. You knew it was going to go down, but yeah. you didn't know how fast. And so I, I tried to. I try to tell people, I'm okay with you doing a little bit of your own investing, mm-hmm. but it shouldn't be with the larger pots of money that you're actually trying to grow. Mm, okay. You want to you want to keep you want to almost keep your investment strategy boring, but we don't like boring. We, oh, we want to okay. get on we want to get on social media and tell all our friends what we just did. Yep. You know, even during the pandemic, so you had the you had the meme stocks. You had people who had never traded options, which is another risky thing to do. I mean, I had people, one of my, this guy never talked to me about anything investment related. And literally during the pandemic, he's doing posts about, oh, I'm in options trading now. Like, what? (laughs) You want to talk to me about stocks and mutual funds and ETFs and you just skip all of that and go to options? I said, I can't help this guy. Wow, man. I, he did. He, he couldn't have made a lot of money because I haven't seen him post in a very long time about his <laughs> options performance. Yeah. yeah, you don't hear it all. You don't hear about those wins, huh? Yeah. Yeah, and I, and I think if you're going to be really transparent and share, share the losses too. Share the oh, it was a bad day. Again, we we get this false sense that it always goes up, and, and that's where I come in and say, look, it's not. It's a cycle. Real estate goes up and down. The stock market up and down. And it's going to keep doing that forever. So the idea is figure out what time you're going to get in and just do it. Because if you wait for that perfect time, the market, whatever market it is, will move. You cannot control these markets, but you can control how you think about them. There you go. There you go. So that, and, and that's one thing. And again, like going back to what little I know when I first heard about GameStop going up and then I had a friend who was, you know, actually getting into the stock market and he was giving me tips and like, you know, stuff I should be doing. And then he was telling me mm-hmm. I should follow certain people on Twitter. And and just wait, and, well, maybe before I say too more, <laughs> your focus in finance, is it just like what you said, stocks, mutual funds, ETFs? No, I, I, I'm a financial planner, Chris. And, okay. and I'm glad, no, but I'm glad you, you asked that because our titles sometimes don't mean much to the average person. I sell insurance. I sell investment solutions. Okay. I do financial planning, which involves no selling of products. So I just charge a fee. I do coaching. So maybe you don't even want to talk the heavy stuff. Let me just coach you and help you with your money mindset, your, your budgeting, your gotcha. credit, your debt strategy. So I say financial planner because that's all encompassing. But to the individual, they've seen so many different titles that they really don't know. They don't know what we do. So I constantly share Here's where I can help you. Like I, I live by this credo, like okay. literally, and I'll, I'll share it with you since we're here. It's four things. Okay. First okay. one. Yeah. This is Mr. Bill Wealth's credo. First thing is you or anybody in your family should never have to do a crowdfunding site when you die. The first thing. I like that. Okay. So this is strictly a life insurance conversation. 
But if you or somebody in your family has to set up a crowdfunding page after you've gone off to glory, that doesn't sit well with me. So we got to start having the conversation about life insurance, what it is, what it isn't, its alternate uses. So that's number one. Number two, we just kind of talked about it, agnosium. Uh, have a have clarity. Number two is have clarity around your investment strategy. Clarity. Like what type of risk? How much are you doing? What are you invested in? Is it the right time? How long are you going to be in it? Are you doing it all yourself with the app and, and maybe a robo-advisor? Or are you coupling a robo-advisor, uh, do it yourself because you got your app and then you're utilizing me as an investment advisor? It needs to be crystal clear. Like you should be able to see it, re regurgitate it. It needs to be that clear. So your investment strategy, I need you to have supreme clarity is number two. Number three, you should retire on your own terms. Ooh, I love that one. If you're working over the age of 65, I hope it's because you love your job. You love your career. You love your company. You love your business. I get that. I don't mind you working well into your golden years, but there's a big difference between working because you want to and working because you have to. So I take retirement planning very serious. For sure. And then number four, and I think that's how we got connected. Let's take care of the babies. Like, let's let's take care of these babies and do what it takes very early in their lives so they have options. Take care of the babies. Yeah, and if mom and dad can't do it, the community should do it. Your family should do it. You know, the, the grandparents should do it. The godparents, whomever loves your kid. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill should be contributing to see this kid grow up and have all the options in the world. S student loans are optional in my book. You know why, Chris? Because I didn't have them. My brother did not have them. My sister did not have them. And my sister is 51. Okay. So, so, and I've talked to my parents about all the stuff that they did. They didn't know everything from day one, Chris. They had, a ch they had my sister very early and then just started figuring it out. But but the one thing that I'll, I'll share with you that they share with me is that 
they expected to do better than their parents. That was it. Whatever that is, is up to you as the individual. But my parents said, if we have kids, we expect to do a little bit more. I was like, that's it? Yeah. So they started seeking out financial advisors and insurance agents and investment specialists and, you know, getting into real estate and purchasing a home. So they slowly but surely kind of built, they built it up. Yeah. If my parents can do it, what's stopping other people who are in their right mind? I just feel like I've, I've lived this life of people who made a decision to do something different. Mm. And that's why I'm very critical sometimes when I speak, but I live out my vision, which you see here is I want to disrupt generational poverty for everyone. So their kids, kids, kids can live a life of privilege. And I don't say that lightly, but we've got to do something different. There's no reason why granny, her daughter, and the granddaughter all have student loans. Y'all got too much education to not have thought that well, if we have another kid, they're probably going to go to school. So we might as well start saving money. We might as well start investing for them early. Student loans, I think, are optional. I think. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, I'm one of the last people who should be talking about finance. But, <laughs> but you know, I, 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 I'm picking up what you're putting down, man, and I'm loving it. That, And, and I guess the first thing I want to say is that, you know, and echoing what you just said, I had somebody – one of my good friends' dad was telling me one time that that was almost this was his philosophy was that, you know, he wanted to make things better for his kids and that and it, he hoped that would pass down from his kids to his grandkids and that everything from his generation would be better the next one and what he has now and that was his sole philosophy that whatever I've been doing in this life I want the next people to be, be do it better mm-hmm. and I was like and I, and I'm, and he told me that. You know, we were on a bachelor's trip and on a golfing trip. And yeah. I was wow, that and I never heard that before. And this was literally like six months ago. And I was like, wow, I'd never heard that before. And but but when he told me that, I was like, man, that made so much sense. You know, like, hey, you know, there's people coming up after us and that let's make it better and like easier for them and try to set them up the best that we can. That way, you know, they don't have these hardships. And I guess maybe the counter argument to that is that. You know, when, all right, so for example, we're talking about student uh, student loan or student, mm-hmm. yeah, student loans that when, uh, I forgot the exact rule, but Biden let up like ten or $20,000 or whatever it was, right? And then yeah. people were like, oh, you know, they should have to go through the same thing I did. You know, if I could pay it off, they could pay it off, right? <laughs> but, and, and, and to a sense, I do agree with that, but also that I thought about it as that, you know what, you know, we're helping them out, man, just because I, you know, I did it, you know, yeah, should they have to? I don't know, but. Hey, man, if they don't have to do it and get a little bit of relief from it, cool, you know? Chris, I'm glad you brought that up because here's, and I I agree with you that there are some people who just will not change their tune. And they really believe that their kids should go through the exact same process. And so when you think about disrupting generational poverty, that's the dumbest thing I've, it's, people say it. I'm like, look, you can tell your kid about the struggle. You can show them movies about it. You can have them interview relatives and elders, but you shouldn't have your kids go through the exact same thing if you could have avoided it. Because now it's almost like the parent resents their parents for not providing. So now they're like, again, remember we talk about emotions and the feelings? This is what it is. It's, I feel so, I'm so pissed off that they didn't do it 
And I want my kids to feel the same feelings that I felt going through the struggle. And I'm like, okay, great. My parents didn't have a lot growing up, but they thought, well, if we do the right things, we can tell them about the struggle and then provide ways that will allow them to avoid the struggle. So you, 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 you struggle generation after generation because of your way of thinking. Sure. So when I talk about changing the thoughts and the feelings, it's exactly what you're talking about. Cause some people are just selfish. I'm not giving my kids anything. And I said, look, Here's the difference between you saying that and Warren Buffett. Warren Buffett's kids have been. Uh-oh. Money because they've actually learned how to make it happen. But see, a lot of people don't want to leave no money, no property, no businesses, no investments. And you're not going to tell your kids how to do it. Okay. That's why y'all going to stay poor. Like literally that is what keeps people in poverty. Because nobody came along and said, you know what? This ain't right. This, this ain't right. This ain't right. It, it, it doesn't have to be this way. And why do we think this way? Because nobody has been courageous enough to challenge the status quo in your family. So, wow. I, Chris, I got lucky. I got lucky that my parents decided to do things slightly different. And then, like you said to, to the gentleman you were just talking about, my goal in life is to do a little bit better than them. And so now with my daughter, her goal is to do a little bit better than me. Wow. Yeah. And then a little bit better, a little bit better. And before you know it, this Smith family is so wealthy. And people are like, man, y'all always had money. Uh, not really, uh, but over some years, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, we, we planned this it. out because wealth doesn't happen by accident. No, no. And I think, you know, like you're talking about Warren Buffett and people like that will tell you it doesn't happen by accident. And just uh, kind of what you're talking about. You know, people just see that, hey, I want to do this. And then they just see kind of the other end of the road where it's just all posing yeah. on Instagram, like, oh, you know, the whatever car you just bought and flashy clothes and concerts yeah. you're going to. But they don't see yeah. that whatever, you know, Warren Buffett, what he's doing, and which I don't really know what he's doing, but I'm sure he's studying and doing a lot of stuff <laughs> that he's sacrificing a lot of things where he's just not, he just didn't wake up, like you said, making millions or whatever he's doing every day, that he's got to do his homework and that. You know, it wasn't an easy road that a lot of people see, you know, and yeah. that, you know, and I think a lot of people get into that whole victim mentality. It's just that, yeah. uh, you know, like, oh, well, I didn't get to do it, do it because they did it that way. And just yeah. it's their fault that that didn't go my way and stuff like that. You know, well, Chris, is, isn't that crazy how how that messaging gets handed down through families, like literally, Bruh. literally, we know it's fundamentally wrong. and yet people and their families and these communities that struggle perpetuate that narrative of we're never going to figure it out. We're never going to get out of this situation. Well, okay. Uh, you've told yourself you're not going to do it. So chances are you're not because you keep reminding yourself yeah. and reminding your kids and the grandkids and the family that, yo, we're never going to figure it out. We're always going to struggle. And and then you live a life of struggle. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't, you know, in, yeah. I mean, it's so easy to play those cards, that victim mentality card or whatever, and just lead down this road of struggle when, you know, it, and, and even if you think differently, and this is what, you know, a lot of people, you know, need to start to realize, I think, is that, you know, just because, like you said, challenge the status quo, that just because if you do things outside the box and not whatever the norm is or the societal, societal norm or whatever the word is, that yeah, I can do something different and just it doesn't have to be the same way that, 
you know, mom and pop did it. You know, I can do it a different way. And like, we'll see what happens. And if it sucks, then all right, I'll learn a new way. You know, I mean, there's tons of information out there. And there's people like you being a financial planner that you can go get help from too. So there's almost not really any excuse to do anything unless you just don't want to do it. That says you don't want to be successful. So I agree with you because even if you don't want to work with somebody like me, you know how much I've learned off of how-to videos from YouTube? My God, I <laughs> type how-to into YouTube and just spend a couple of hours. I mean, the, the, most, the most obscure things, you're like, somebody's probably made a video. And sure enough, I have learned some incredible things. I'm all for doing things myself, trying to save a few dollars, getting sure. free content, free material. And then at some point, you realize that my time could have been better spent had I just invested in working with a professional, this would have been done like two days ago, but it took me six months because I didn't want to pay. Okay, great. Everybody has their journey, but you could have already planned for that vacation and came up with a strategy or you can keep delaying. It. And I, I think that's what scares me a lot is people are okay with waiting. And the, and the question is, what are you waiting for? Cause life isn't going to stop happening. Ooh. But we keep waiting. Oh, it's not a good time. So you want to schedule this six months? You know when the perfect time is going to be? Because if so, let's schedule our meeting on that date. I don't care if it's now or, you know, October 1st of next year. If that's the perfect time, Chris, <laughs> let's go ahead and get a calendar invite so I can know this is the perfect time for Chris. There's never. So that that whole I'm busy is not a good time. Again, I know life happens. I'm very uh, mindful that life sure. happens to people. But at some point, you can't keep using the I'm too busy because the people who say they're too busy don't run billion dollar companies. Good. Point. I'm busy. Good point. Jeff. Busy on the Internet because I saw you on the I saw you at brunch posting photos. <laughs> you ain't too busy to go eat. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm just saying. I'm oh, just saying. Man. Yeah. And and there's always a million reasons to say no to something and that. Yeah. And, and I used to think like that, that just because if you were given this green light opportunity, just that, you know, hey, X amount of money could lead to, you know, maybe not a million dollars like overnight, like we've been saying, but it could start to build a passive income for you or, you know, pay off rent two, two to two months from now or something. I don't know. Example like that. But but it's always like, they, nah, I can't do that right now or now nah, I'm a little short this month. But and that was, I guess this is kind of leading up to my next question, though, and like being in your services and financial planning. And if a person wants to start to build passive income or start to invest in a child's college or children's college or whatever you want to say, and or just your plan for that vacation. I mean, do you ever say like, hey, bring me $500, bring me $1,000, we can start from there? Or do you just say, hey, what do you have and what or what are you comfortable with doing? Or, well, I mean, that's my question. I don't want to say Yeah, that. it's. <laughs> It's definitely more of the latter because maybe I know you need to be saving 500 a month or whatever to get to this goal, but your budget's only going to allow for like 50 bucks. And, yeah. and for a lot of people, you almost internalize that, man, I really can't do the 500, but I'm like, start where you are. So if you're doing 25 right now, let's say you got a, a, a steady job, steady income. Sure. Okay, well, in three months, let's bump that up from 25 to 50. That's it. Now, if you say you want to go higher, that's up to you, Chris, because you, you know you can afford it. Sure. So again, if we're, if we're, okay, let's fast forward three more months. Okay, now we're at 50. Let's go ahead and get that to 100. 
Let's get to 100 right now. Like, it's been only six months. Nothing really changed but the way you thought about it. Like, I know you can afford more, but what will you commit to? So now you got them to 100. And then now if they can kind of see this process of, I did a number that was relatively low, although I could have done more. They almost level up on their own. And I've had it happen with savings. I've had it happen with investment accounts. I've had it happen with clients who, you know, couldn't or felt like they couldn't do enough for retirement. I was like, you ain't trying. So what if you tried to do this incremental thing versus 500? Because 500 is scary. Let's get you 25, 50, 100. You know what? You've been doing so good over this year of doing 100. Let's go ahead and just double. Let's get to 200. So within like a year and a half or two, you're already doing almost half of what you initially thought you couldn't do. Because again, life has, so I I don't want people to get so siloed in their thinking that I can only focus on one thing. I want to see, based on the dollar you say or share with me, Chris, or if we go through a budget or we look at cash flow stuff, whatever you tell me, I'm going to figure out how can I slice that thing up into whatever buckets that you need. Nice. So, I like it. That's it. That's that's the game that I play. So you're like, Jasper, I got $200. Cool. What are we trying to accomplish with this $200, Chris? All right, cool. Yeah. All right, Chris, let me know if you like this. So we're going to do 25 here, 50 there, 100 there, 80 there, and I'm going to give you a little bit of play money. And in your mind, you're like, I already blow a lot of money anyway, so now you're giving me back some yeah, you got to live, baby. You got to yeah. live. Yeah. So, so if yeah. people can be honest with me, like I just need you to be honest about where you are. And if you are willing to share a little bit of information, I say a little bit because it's, it's a lot depending on the situation. But if you can share a little bit with me, it doesn't take me long to kind of figure out a simple strategy. No fancy software. You're talking I'm going to send you an email with the steps. Like, and it's not going to be a, an attachment. It's going to be, hey, Chris, you said $200. Here's the recap. <clears throat> Let's get her done. Nice. That's it. That, that, is, that is financial planning. And I think our industry sometimes makes you believe that you're not ready or capable. You, yep. you don't earn enough. You don't have the right job title. So society has told you, Chris, you can't afford Jasper. He's out of your league. Well, I may have an offering that could help Chris get started and build Chris up to my quote unquote ideal client, which a lot of financial planners have, but I still want to try to help people and groom them to those levels. Because if if I'm rocking with you when you didn't have a lot, Chris, and you get that promotion, who are you calling first? Calling you. Yo, Jasper, yo, I just got this crazy bonus. What do I do? All right, Chris, you never had as much money in your life. So go ahead and carve out, let's say 10% and go to Vegas. Go hang out with your friends. Take your mom out to eat. Like, go blow some of that money because you're going to feel good. No doubt. But we're going to already have a decision for the other 90% of that. So now you feel like I've lived a little and I didn't jeopardize my long-term future Mm -hmm. financial success because I had a plan. That's all. You had a plan. Yeah. Now, this is something, I'm a young 36, maybe Maybe some people would say young 36. I'm 36. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. But anyway, but my point is, is that, you know, stuff like this, you know, since I've been working, you know, professionally in my career, 10 plus years now, but it's starting to become more aware about, you know, 
like, like when you said like I would retirement on your own terms. Right. And I was, man, you know, I do not want to be working till I'm 65 unless I truly maybe, I mean, I mean, I got a good gig. I'm not going to put that down or anything. I yeah. got a good job. I got a good career, but you know, I don't want to work my whole damn life, man. So yeah, like I think I set it up in my the benefits that we got and I, I'm not going to overshare all that, but I set it up to a certain age. Like <laughs> I'm done. I'm good here, bro. But, but now it's starting to become where I'm starting to get to that certain age that it's that, Am I as good as I think I am? And now when I start to go down these roads and learn stuff like this from you and learn that there's other mm-hmm. ways of investing and and making your money work for you, I guess you could say, is that this is where I need to be at and find people like yourself where it's just like, okay, I'm setting myself up for even better. And like we women saying, it might not happen in a year or two, but yeah. things could be better in five years, you know, and I can maybe add a little bit here, add a little bit there and give me my dude Jasper and give me some play money and we're gonna be good to go, man. Yeah, and that's what a lot of people don't get. Like you just said that they, I think they don't. They yeah. don't. It's it's possible, and I think part of it is trying to convince people that there are people in your life right now who are living the life that you want. Like have taken care of business, raised a family, bought property, did businesses. They they've done the thing that you might want to do. But you're not asking them about like, how did you get to that level? Because all you see is the lifestyle. Sure. It, it took it took a process to get them there. And for a lot of us, we're not willing to have that talk because money is still taboo. No, nah, Chris, I can't be telling you everything that I'm doing. Well, I ain't, you got to tell them everything. But there's like a few simple things we could all do that could get us to that level to where we get to that certain age. Now we know I'm out. And the thing about the retirement piece that that really bothers me is my clients who are, let's call them plus 60. They they, they say say this to me, when I retire, I'm going to go work on what I'm really passionate about doing. Mm. And so in my brain, I'm like, so you wasted all your good years when you had all that energy to not focus on something that made you happy because out of obligation, you had to keep a certain job because you had bills. Sure. You had a certain lifestyle you were funding. So what if we just created a little game plan? I say little, because I always want to try to use simple and little because talking about money is still so scary. So yeah. I almost got to, let's make it simple. Let's make it uh, appetizing. Yeah. Let's get comfortable. Let's have fun. Cause there's no fun being broke No, and, and, and there's not a person out here who dreams about coming in second and dreams about being a loser. I agree. 100%. I live by that. 100%. You do not, you dream about being number one and being super duper successful, but yet sometimes our actions aren't in alignment with the thoughts, the, the, the dreams that we have. And I want to pull that stuff out your head and say, look, what is it going to take for you to live out that vision that you see? That's in your head. What is it going to take in the real world to get you there? And whatever I can do to help support you, be it directly or indirectly, I always say that. Whether it's me or somebody in my network, I just want to see you win, literally. Because if you win and I had a little bit of help on that journey, I'm going to feel like a rock star because you are out here killing it. It's like people who get into coaching. You know, I'm not a good player, but I can coach. There you go. There you go. Good point. Good point, Jasper. So, man, man, I'm loving what I'm <laughs> loving this, man. And like you are the, the way you present yourself and the way you make everything 
you break it down and just in your mindset with it, you know, I really enjoy it just because, and I think a lot of people, like, especially with me and just because maybe, I don't know, I don't know how to say this, but other people, when they, you were just saying earlier, like they see a financial person and they are automatically intimidated or think that, Mm -hmm. oh, I cannot, this guy's not going to help me because of my job or my income or just the way I look or whatever it is. But, you know, in the way that, you know, you're, the way you're talking about wanting to help people and your four different strategies, it's just like it, it's so resonating. I mean, I, you can relate to a lot with it and just that it's so, it's almost that I'm comfortable, you know, just like, Hey man, I'm getting comfortable with this guy. You know, we're flowing, we're vibing. I could see myself. He's just not going to be this guy that says, give me your money and throw up the deuces and yeah, like, cool, man. And, and that's, that means a lot to me for a person in my, in my point of view. Yeah. And, and Chris, it, it means a lot to me to not be the guy that sells you and just forgets about you. Cause, cause some people don't want to go through the full planning, like, Financial planning is a process and it's scary, it's invasive, but it's very useful. So I tend to share that everybody needs a little bit of financial planning for whatever stage of life you're in. You need a little bit. Now, depending on your situation, maybe you need a lot of it, but everybody can benefit from planning because if you take the time to to do the plan, all the solutions fall down. Like it's, it's easy to see, you know, where... Yeah, Chris said he's got some issues about like financial stuff, but does Chris really know? Yeah. And so if we go through a process and do some planning, well, Chris is going to actually know. So then he'll say, I actually know what I'm doing. And here's what I'm doing in terms of following up and following through. And I'm executing on what I said I want to do to achieve those goals. That's it. That, that's what planning is. You set a goal, you do some analysis, we talk strategy, we implement, we execute, and then we reassess. So if you get married, reassess your plan, have a kid, reassess your plan, get fired, get hired, move, break a leg, lose an eye, get cancer. I mean, any life altering event is the perfect time to do a full blown update of your entire financial situation. Now, the reason people don't do it is because I don't know, because they don't give me the courtesy of telling me. But here's what I do know, Chris. Here's what I know. Any of your, your viewers or listeners. If you have a, a smartphone, when that app says it's outdated and you need to go to your app store and update it, unless you're one of these like conspiracy theory people who doesn't want to be on the grid, you hit update that app just like that. So if it's good enough to hit a quick button to update the app so you can get back to doing your social thing online, I need some of that same energy as it relates to your financial plan. Like when it's time to do that update, Let's click the button and call your advisor. Call that cousin, that friend of the family who's been trying to, you've been thinking they've been trying to sell you. They've been trying to have a conversation they can so they can see what you need. Mm. I don't sell a product if you don't need it. Chris, if you come to me and say, Jasper, I got this all figured out, I'm gonna say, Chris, I can't help you. Good luck in life, you're gonna be okay. I've said that maybe, I don't know, once in my career, Chris, once. Really? They literally were a do-it-yourselfer, and every question I asked, they were like, did that. I got this. Here's my strategy. I was like, yeah, you don't need me. Straight up. Most people cannot do that. They cannot regurgitate what the hell they're doing with their money. And so I'm like, well, I got an opportunity to maybe help you because you can't, you think you you think you have that? You, you, you're not sure? You feel like you're living check to check? Oh, whoa. you feel, okay, we haven't validated. You think that means you do not know. You either know or don't know. Sure. When it comes to money, I need you to know. 
I need you to be, it's the last thing I'll say, you need to be, I need you to be in the driver's seat. You're driving this car on, on your bill wealth journey to your future financial success. Somebody like me, I'm sitting in the passenger seat, hanging out with a map. I'm saying, Chris, slow down. Chris, speed up. Chris, watch that rope. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Chris, turn left, turn right. Navigate. Gun it. Cut your lights on. Cut your wipers on. That, that's all, like any advisor, that's all they're doing. We're, we're there to help you. The problem is most people are not in the driver's seat. Sure. Most people, and I'll be honest, they're in the trunk. There is nobody driving the car. I'm in your car headed to your goal. You're not in the, you're in the trunk, in the dark, hitting all the bumps. Like, oh my God, I can't see where I'm going. I'm sitting in the front like, what the hell are you doing? Get out the trunk. And, and, it, and that's the battle that I'm fighting is I got to get you to understand I'm here to support you, not to drive your car. Mm. Well, Jasper, I think we should take it home on that right there. And just that I want people to recognize that so much. And if they take anything away from this podcast, that it's that right there, yeah. that right there. So if you want to plug if anything, if you want to find you and all that good stuff, anything you want to plug, like I said, feel free to do that. Absolutely. I, I want to send everybody to the buildwealthmovement.com. That's where you, you'll find all that I can do, or I'll say the majority of what I can do. It's a, like anybody's website, I'll tell you how I work with people. If you're not sure, hit the contact us section. We've got some good blog articles to kind of, I really want to share what I know. Maybe it's useful to you if you see fit to Let's say I'm not a good fit, but you're still curious. I'm an author. My book is an easy read where I break down like how I look at financial planning and what that encompasses, but it's it's an easy read. So if you want to support the book, I also got some merchandise that uh, it's my give back. So I've been watching, like I I love the give back. So any merchandise that's purchased goes to support uh, an endowed scholarship at my alma mater, North Carolina A&T. So again, the, that website is thebuildwealthmovement.com. And uh, we'll look forward to working with anybody and everybody who reaches out. Well, Jasper, I'm glad we did this. This was, you're a badass dude. This was a fun conversation. <laughs> and you're, I mean, I think you're a great person all around and just, yeah, this was cool. I'm, like that's, that's all I got. I'm glad we did this. This was cool. <laughs> now, nah, Chris, appreciate you having me, man. Just, I hope this was useful to your listeners and, Let's see what happens as a result. We, we, we did our part. We, we exposed we this conversation to the world. And now we'll see, uh, we'll, we'll see what happens next. So I appreciate okay. you. Yes, sir. All right. We're out here, folks. Bye, everybody. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. 